Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello guys and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. You can follow the show across a variety of different platforms. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. On this last word on Spurs, we'll be taking a look back against the games of Swansea and West Ham, whilst also looking ahead to Wimbledon in the FA Cup on Sunday. I'm pleased to say joining me for the next hour to talk us through the games, I've got John Mannings back on the show. John, how are you? Yeah, all lovely, mate. All lovely. Just uh, looking forward to getting it all out of my system now. Yeah. Lots of work, John. A busy, busy hour in store. Joining John tonight, we've got Ian Gunn back on the show. Ian, how are you? Very well, Rick. Yeah, looking forward to this tonight. Uh, I've got a feeling it'll be a good one. Yes, I'm sure it will be, Ian. And finally, last but not least, we've got Jason McGovern back on the show. Jace, how are you? Oh, well, mate. It was nice to get to the second day of January before all the, all the Twitter arguments started. It was a good, good New Year's resolution already got on the second. Yeah, well, we had three wins in a row and then West Ham turned up. And like I say, we'll be covering that also, a majority in this show. But we've got to start with Swansea. Ian, let's go to you first because you was at the game in Wales. I mean, Ian, crazy, crazy scenes there, that game at times. The weather, the conditions. I mean, what did you make of that performance? We did get over the line eventually, 2-0. Yeah, I think it was it was good that, you know, we, we played the game and not the conditions because it would have been easy to have, you know, sort of like gone down to, to, to playing against the weather rather than the opponents. And, and I just thought that, that we tried to play football. We tried to keep it on the floor. Um, it was interesting that, you know, Swansea never, you know, never pressed the ball in, 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 in our half. It was, it was interesting enough about the first five minutes that I'm thinking, you know, Swansea, Swansea are, are, are resolutely defending, you know, two banks of four. Um, you know, not 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 coming into our half uh, unless they had you know numbers and you know they were prepared to sort of like attack as a unit. But uh, yeah, we played. We, we tried to play football. It wasn't great. There were times when the ball was starting to to hold up in uh, on the pitch. You know, in in the puddles, and you think 
is this is this game going to even end? Well, yeah, but, um, that's true. <laughs> in the end, you know, we we you know we sort of we sort of dug deep, and um, everybody's favourite pantomime villain, you know, came up with a with it with it with a with a half decent finish, you know, in the 89th minute. So, uh, you know, good on Deli Ali, and, and what a fantastic ball from Harry Kane to to to, to, to score that to have him score that second goal. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was an absolutely astounding pass. Bringing you in, Jace, it wasn't pretty, but the job done in tricky conditions when it was at the time a third straight league win in a row for Spurs before the West Ham game. Yeah, it was, it was just, I think when conditions are like that, you're just happy with any win. I think people that were, were moaning at the quality of the football, I mean, Ian was down there, so knows the conditions mm. are even worse than, than we do, but you're not going to get a great game of football in conditions like that. And I think also the fact you've got players thinking, we've got two games in. 48 hours so you know that that affects the the chasing around and things and and of course it's, it's frustrating when you see the team sheet come out and the rent is on it you think Harry Kane's been ill over Christmas we've got two games in two days of course he's going to rotate so when when people are saying oh what have we gone with Laurenti where's Kane you think you know put, put your brains in gear for a second and and understand the reasons and that's why it was even nicer when Laurenti scored but even then you got people moaning about him and you just think look you know, understand the conditions, understand the circumstances of the game and get behind the team and just enjoy a win, for God's sake. It's it's crazy. But, uh, you know, we got a couple of breaks, didn't we? Yeah, we Lorente, did. definitely offside. Sanchez on another day could easily have seen red. Um, and, and, you know, over Tongan, the ball hits his back and goes onto the post. It was that fantastic Ben Davis tackle when, when it looked like AU was, a, was about to pull the trigger, having gone round a couple. But... You know, it was, I think it's just a game where even though they're bottom of the league, just go there, pick up the points in those conditions and be happy with it. And I don't care that it's a, it's an ugly win or anything like that at all. Yeah, I mean, coming over to you, John, for me, it was a real gutsy win for Spurs that kept us in touch with that clutch of clubs chasing the Champions League, especially on that pitch. And again, it would it's always tough to then recover for the West Ham game, which we're going to come on to shortly. But John, what was your review of the Swansea game as a whole? Well, I think, first of all, anyone who's spent any time with Ian, which we have, knows that when Ian's about, there's not a dry seat in the house. So the, <laughs> the weather in Swansea didn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, listen, the way the players just, you know, it obviously was difficult, that Swansea game. The pitch was ridiculous. There was a point in the first half where the area between the dugouts and the centre circle looked so bad that you're thinking that maybe a postponement was a possibility. So the fact that we got the game was done and we ended up winning it was all that was all, this is all that mattered really. So you know you can sometimes when the game goes like that you can, you just have to go. Do you know what? It don't matter about the performance. The three points is what was important and that's what we end up coming home with. So all in all, you know what I mean? It's a satisfactory uh, win. You know what I mean? It was a good result. You, many teams would have struggled to play football on that pitch. Every team, Barcelona would have struggled to play decent football on that pitch. Mm. So the people that weren't happy with the performance, you know what I mean, they need to have a word, I think, because we went there for three points and that's what we end up with. So we've got to be happy. George, I've got to stick you for a second. I could really, I think you're going to relate to me on this, that any Spurs fan growing up, and I said it on Twitter, in the early 90s and onwards, will not be reminding the amount of poor refereeing decisions will go against us. So when that Lorente one goes in, that was clearly offside. Doesn't it make it a little bit sweeter, John? Yeah, of course it does. The thing is, you uh, <laughs> 12 minutes into the game and there's so much Arsenal-flavoured saltiness knocking about oh, social totally. media straight away. <laughs> and the thing is, like, yeah, we have been, you know what I mean, we've fallen victim of it enough, so you've got to enjoy it when it happens. It's one of them things. It's a referee's decision, it's a linesman's decision, you can't change it. So when it falls in your favour, just enjoy it and go with it. 
Yeah, and John, Victor Wanyama, within seconds of coming on, made a crucial interception. Just how critical do you think his return can be for this group of players? Oh, it's massive. It's massive. I think if you, you know, you cast your mind back to last season, I think he was our best player last season. You know what I mean? The way he came in and was just so important. He's, he's obviously paramount to the way that Pochettino wants to play. And I think that, you know what I mean? He's, he's good enough to be in there on his own, I think. Especially games like Swansea and West Ham, like we've just seen, where the opposition are not going to put you under too much pressure and you don't really need to play two deep, deeper line central midfielders. He can do the job of two men. He's that good. And I think that, you know what I mean? Once he's back into the swing of it, hopefully he gets some minutes under his belt in the FA Cup. And uh, we'll see him back to his best pretty soon. And then he'll prove just how important he is. He's, he's a monster. I love him. He's, he's a quality player. Yeah. Bringing you, Ian, I'm sure you were happy to see Big Vic back. Zach asked, how good is it to have Wanyama back? What do you think, Ian, on that one? Well, it was really interesting. It, 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 it came on um, in the second half and, and it was he just effortless, effortlessly slotted back into the team. And, and it, it was almost like the whole team seemed to relax as one. Um, just It was just great to see him back on the pitch. He, he, he tidied things up really, really well. You know, he, he did all the things that, that, that we'd been missing from him um, whilst he'd been injured. So it, 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 it was, it was you know, fantastic to, to see. And, you know, let, let's hope that, you know, he's going to be a, 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 a fixture of, of you know, our, our last remaining games in 2018. Mm. Ian, can I um, the real Shuban asks us, with the big Vic back, do you revert to a back three keeping diet in the team or keep a front three behind Kane keeping Sonny in? What's your thoughts on that? I think, I, I think... <laughs> Again, I think I've said this before on the pod. It's a lot depends on on the opposition. Um, I also, I think that we all we all we all sort of like warmed to the you know the the, the dire um, Wanyama you know connection when we needed it in 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 those high pressing and high high games against those those teams that are in top six. But as 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 John said earlier, sometimes. You, you perhaps only need Wanyama in there, you know, when 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 you know you're playing against teams that park the bus. So again, I just think that as a squad game, it's good to get all your all of your your top players back, so that you can start getting the, the best out of the whole. If, if that makes difference. Yeah, no, I agree, agree with you. Before I bring it on to Jace, Shuban does also mention P.S. John. Do you think Lorente celebrated his goal with a plate of cucumber sandwiches? Absolutely, he did. Of course, he did. I think. As, I'll tell you what, I think I'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave it as that. I because we are going yeah. live tonight, guys. We cannot afford any mishaps on our recording. Jase, I'm going to bring it round to you. Um, Davinson Sanchez, in this game, obviously, a lot of people were talking about you know, a red card that could have been. A couple of questions for you, Jase. Stuart M asked, Do you think the red card at Watford has affected the mindset of Sanchez after such a great start? Seen a few rash changes since. There's that one. And also, Matthew Borum asked, Sanchez, lucky not to get sent off twice in four games. What does he need to do to get that out of his game? Better positioning? Question mark. Thoughts on those two questions, Jase? I think really it's just inexperience and decision making for him. I mean, I, I said, remember at the start of the season, I was saying there's a bit of rashness in him, and mm. people were saying, and people had a, had, had a go at me and saying, why aren't you convinced about Sanchez? And I, and I kept saying, then I can see there's a little bit of rashness, but he's 21, and that's that's what you'll get from young defenders. 
I think it's decision making. I think the difference with his rashness and and say what I think about Aurier's rashness is is Sanchez really just looks like decision making more than anything else. Whereas Aurier looks like he can launch into a two footed tackle all over the place, and and we even see it in the West Ham game to a degree, which we get away with. But but Sanchez is one. I think as well the conditions. Even even that comes into it for for his challenges or whatever. So I don't think there's a, a, a any major lasting problem there. It's just learning the game, learning the league, and and I'm sure he'll be fine. But you know he's 21, and, and perhaps he's got to learn from a few mistakes before we really see the best of him. That's all. There's nothing to panic about. That's for sure. And just sticking you, Jason, to sum up the Swansea game. Deli Alley, his last 16 starts for Tottenham. Six goals, nine assists. You wouldn't class as a player that's off form as such. Do you think that uh, in itself tells you the guys to have an impact, as maybe it doesn't always seem to be the case? Well, to me, he's had an impact in, in a hell of a lot more games as he's been given credit for, even if his performance hasn't been great. I think the, the, the best thing with that goal at Swansea, we're in the 89th minute. I think it's Ali that finds Kane. And then his run in the 89th minute, in those conditions on that pitch, to make that type of run, to make sure he gets on the end of Kane's, that's the impressive thing because the, most players will be completely knackered by then. And the fact that he still had that presence of mind and, and the energy to get there, I think, says it all for Ali. So, no, it was good to... He's, he's had a, a really good time over that Christmas period and, and hopefully that's him fully back on track now. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I'll tell you what, let's stick with the present. I say present for you guys. This obviously show is going to be going out to you later this evening, Friday, Saturday morning, whenever you listen to it. John, let's start with you on West Ham then. So Spurs had 31 shots... Eight on target. West Ham had three shots with one on target. You mean, arguably, Tottenham may have taken a draw in that 80th minute when we were trailing. But given those stats, John, and the nature of the game, there will be an element of frustration, won't there, that we remain three points outside that top four overall? Oh, yeah, of course. Listen, there's there's always going to be frustration when a game's that one-sided and you, and you don't end up winning it. I think the thing is, I'll, I'll, st- I'll start worrying when we stop creating. When them, when them numbers... Them numbers you just said they're ridiculous. Seventy percent possession, thirty-one shots, eight on target. That's enough to win a, any game of football ninety-nine times out of a hundred. And as long as it doesn't happen more often than that, you're all right. The problem we've had this season is that's four draws at Wembley in the league now, and they all yeah. all four of them games have followed a similar pattern. The thing is, you got you know what I mean. Teams are going to be coming to Wembley this season knowing that there's that you know that maybe mind over matter problem with some of the players and the fans. You know, let's be honest. The, the crowd weren't, you know what I mean? It weren't one of them rocking atmospheres last night. It's not like it wasn't, no. fans really sort of, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not going to start digging out the, the supporters, but it didn't feel like a, I don't know, it weren't like a derby atmosphere last night. And I think the thing is, like the teams, visiting teams know that there's all that, you know what I mean? It's like we are saying off air. If, if that's at White Hart Lane last season, it's the 89th minute, we're losing 2-1 to West Ham, we end up winning. At Wembley, you don't feel like that's ever going to happen. We score first, we'll win. If we don't, then then it's, you know what I mean. This so far, that's a problem. Mm. especially at home, yeah. I think it's 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 just one of them. Listen, hopefully it'll be a one-season problem, and it'll go away again next year. And you know what I mean. We'll return to the imperious home form that was, you know, more uh, White Hart Lane like, if you like. But yeah, listen, as long as it don't happen too too, too many more times this season, you. Because you end up starting to worry, well, you know. I don't think we can afford it to, John, can we? The home form's going to be critical, isn't it? At time, you know, when you look at the season now, we can't really... Oh. Got, it's so tight in there, John. We're going to come on to the top four battle later on, but it's so tight up there, John, isn't it? Can we keep afford to drop in points like this at home? Against, I have to say, it's a relegation team in West Ham. Let's be honest about it. 
I think the thing is, it depends how you look at it, doesn't it? Like, you've got them four games over Christmas and New Year, and you think, on paper, you think, we need 12 points. Mm. Now, the next best scenario is 10, which is what we've come out with. Yeah. The trouble is, if we'd have drawn on that diabolical pitch in Swansea and then beaten West Ham, everyone feels better today. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Because it, mm. It's like I said in, after we lost to them in the League Cup. Any other team, and it's easier to take. It's just one of them. Because their fans are what they are, you know what I mean, and what they're chanting at Sonny and oh, what they were yeah. giving, what what they were giving to Jake Livermore the other night and stuff mm. like that. I think the thing is, as fans, <clears throat> we, we all like they're they're like the fan base that we probably love giving it to the most, <laughs> and it, and they they denied us an opportunity to do that this morning when we all signed up for work because they got a draw last night. It did. That's where the added frustration comes. And listen, the other thing that the listeners need to remember is football is not played on social media and don't you know what I mean that's where a lot of the, lot of the, the problems come from I was alright about it you know what I mean I talked to my mates about it at work this morning it's frustrating but when you're when you're in that position where you are the bigger club you're the hunted you know what I mean you're playing against a smaller team who consider you to be a big fish they're going to up their game and they've had decent results against, big, against bigger sides recently West Ham yeah it's never going to be an easy game it's true no, of course it won't. Listen, it, it never is, regardless no. of table position. They always raise their game, John, don't they? They always raise their game for this. Of course they do. It's like all them, you know, the Derby cliche, like form goes out the, the window and all that kind of stuff. It's true to an extent. It's just frustrating that it was against them. But we've taken four points off them this season. And as I say, we've got 10 from 12 over Christmas and New Year, which I think is, you know what I mean? It puts mm. us top of the form table over the last four games. There's not much more we could have done. No, this is I'm, not, I'm happy this, enough. Let's be honest. Before the game, it's not what we would have wanted. In the end, I think when that's when that time is running out, you're grateful to take a point and not get beat. I mean, bring it around to you, Ian. Let me just say the team for anyone that in terms of change that didn't know, obviously the team news. Um, fit again, Harry Kane came back into the side, as did Serge Aurier for Kieran Trippier. Sissoko started with Wanyama and Dembele also available from the bench. As expected, Rose missed out through injury. Also, uh, we believe to be doubtful for Wimbledon on Sunday. Ian, when you saw that team, was that what you roughly expected? Yeah, it was funny because on, on the way over to Wembley, <clears throat> I, I was I was travelling up with my with, with my lad, and I said to and, I, and he said to me, so you know, what's the team going to be? And I sort of like the only one I didn't get right was was Sissoko. <laughs> All of the others I sort of predicted that that what the starting eleven would be apart from Sissoko. God help you. Ian. And it was funny. To, <laughs> eh? God help you. Sorry? God help I know. you. <laughs> I know. And then um and then my son said to me, he said, So what's the score gonna be? And I said, look, I said, my heart says three nil, but my head says one one. And I just I just had a feeling that that, that that's what it was gonna be. Mm. You know, and because yeah, you know, West Ham always do, you know, seem to raise their game against us. It, it's it's it, and it's not not been easy the last few years, you know, we, 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 we've we either, you know, just scraped to draw or we've just scraped to win, you know, or, or, or we've just been pipped at the last, you know, in, in, in over the 90 minutes. So I thought that all, all, all of the people that were perhaps predicting a, a landslide, you know, I, I, I must admit I wasn't one of them. And and I think that, um, you know, over the Christmas period, I'm, I, I, I recall what you said about your, your, your your experiences of the nineties, written mm. John, and I, and I and I just think I I can remember, you know, going into the Christmas period, you know, being, you know, there or thereabouts, and then getting three points out of twelve, and 
and and the, the the rest of the season's a bit of a bit of a blur, you know, back back in the certain times of the nineties, and and I just think that, you know, it, it has been a tough period for us, you know, and, and that 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 performance or that game last night, coming off the back of of, of that of, of that sort of like battle against the elements on 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 Tuesday night, didn't do us any favours, you know, at, at all. No, and and I, and I think that considering. We we had you know seventy one percent of of the possession, um, and you know it, it's always tougher for a team that is trying to win the game. It's just like what it's like what Jason has said on on uh, I, I, since the game, and I've been reading what he's been saying, and I totally agree with what he's been saying about the fact that it's easy for it, it, it's easy for for people to criticise a team that hasn't gone for it, whereas. You know, it's often better just to consider that that Tottenham Hotspur last night made every effort to try and win the game. It was just, you know, the, the, the ball often didn't run for them. You know, that the, they got a good block in. You know, and 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 I just think that you know sometimes we should just you know take take each game as it comes. You know, and then move on from 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 what was you know a, a, a battling performance last night from West Ham. Yeah, I mean, I am going to bring it on shortly to Pochettino substitution. So that's, I think for me, that's an element we have to cover. But Jace, you mentioned some stuff off air that I want you to kind of bring to the fore now as you're talking about on air. Tell us what you thought of the performance then against West Ham overall and what you said about off air about the other teams as well. Well, I think, you know, there's various ways to look at it for me. You, um, I mean, first of all, there was lots of people saying you wouldn't expect West Ham to set up any different. They're in the relegation zone and such. And and for most teams, I understand that. I thought West Ham set up wrong because, you know, if you look back at the last three years and the players that have been here, your Winston Reeds and your, your Nobles, they'll say, we went to White Hart Lane last year and tried to take Tottenham on and scored twice. We came back from Wembley at half-time and scored three times this year. We've beaten them twice at home in that time by trying to have a real go at Tottenham. And by just sitting in our own half, we're, we're almost for them to shoot us before we do anything. And when you think last night, they score with their first shot and, th- and that seems to give them a bit of confidence. A few minutes later, they knock a ball into the box. Kuyati has a free end that they really should score from. So, you know, I, c- I can understand West Ham or Red sides go in there. But I think West Ham have shown over the last three years to Tottenham that if, if they ever go at Tottenham, they can have success against Tottenham. We haven't. When was the last time we battered West Ham? We beat them what one four one game. That was it. Yeah. Even mm. at the the London, even at the council tip this year, <laughs> we were three 0 up because they'd hardly done a thing. As soon as they decided to have a go at Tottenham, they scored twice. Okay, ten men. But it shows you that when West Ham have come forward at us, they've given us big problems in the last couple of years, whether we like it or not, and mock them. So there's that part element to it, I think, for, with West Ham. And the other thing is that you always will get is. Oh, you know, we need this player, we need that player. Look at Chelsea's and how many players they bring off the bench. Chelsea didn't score against West Ham. Chelsea go to Everton. Everton part of the bus. Chelsea don't score against Everton. Manchester United, they've got all those pace options off the bench. Mata, Mkhitaryan, Rashford, Lingard, Latans, Lukaku. They don't score against Southampton at home where we score five against Southampton. So, you know, I, I accept we want more options. But there's this notion that if we have more options, we'll definitely win these games. When a team parks the bus like West Ham did last night, 
with no interest in coming out their half. It's it's not that easy to break them down. People will say we need players that can dribble, but there's three bodies to dribble around. Move the ball quicker. Move it where quicker. You knock the ball in the air, it gets headed out. You knock a try and put a through pass in, there's a man in the space. You try and run at them, they'll give a free kick away deliberately so you can't run through them. It's not that easy. I'm, I'm not defending Tottenham in that respect. I'm just saying, put that, put that type of thing in front of you. And I can't give you the answer of what we need to do better. We, we all hear the comments about it saying Spurs have to move the ball. Well, can I ask you, Jason? You, you said about doing things, you know, what we have to do to make it better. I'm going to argue that if Pochettino makes substitutions a little bit earlier, it gives us a bit more of an impetus in that game to look to change it because I think everyone could see that it, it was slow and ponderous at times in that first half. And I, is that, I hear what you're saying about, you know, it's hard when a team, they sat there with a flat back five, rigid, you know, it was for a lot of that game, 11 men behind the ball. But is there an element, Jace, that, you know, when you can see a game isn't going right, is Pochettino not changing the game quick enough? You know, we had a lot of questions in, um, Alex Reddick, Carl Wilson, Mr. Spurfect, all of these guys are saying, you know, Pochettino's substitutions, why is he immune, you know, from criticism? Are they coming too late into games? Uh, no, I, that's a fair criticism. That's the part I, I did understand. We, it clearly wasn't working. You, you didn't need Sissoko and Dyer on there no. for, until Weston scored. Why, why do you I, not I, think I you totally changed understand. it earlier, Jace? Can you, can you understand that? Why you didn't change it earlier? No. No, I, I, I can't give you an, uh, an excuse for that or, or a reason for the, for that. Mm. I just mean, you know, when people are saying move it quicker, pass it here, change it there, there's so many You know, if you've got the ball and you think, OK, I'll I'll nick a quick part. I think it was one very early on, Ericsson tried a through ball to Kane. It just ran straight through to the goalkeeper mm. because you haven't got the passing angles and, and, and places to, to knock it into. When we tried to play one-twos, it got taken off our feet or they'll happily give a foul away or something. It's... It's not that simple to break teams like that down. And, and as I've said all year, even the teams that have got everything we apparently need, they've struggled against those teams. I saw a, a thing today that against Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham in those three London derbies under Moyes, West Ham have had three shots on target in the three games. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal don't score against them. Chelsea don't score against them. We took 86 minutes to score against them. Manchester City took, what, 83 minutes to break West Ham down. So that, that shows you it, it's this... We need all these things, but it doesn't always pan out like that. And sometimes when a team parks a bus in the way that they did, it was shocking. And I, and I just say, as a, as a football fan, that I hear the criticism given to Tottenham, and I've heard it in other games this year, Liverpool, West Brom, the Chelsea-Everton game. The criticism comes on the team that's trying to win the game. And you think, no, if this is a poor game, it's because one side has got no interest in contributing to the game. And it's the West Ham last night that should be getting the criticism for it being a crap game, not Tottenham. Mm. Let's bring it on to you, John. I mean, I'm going to ask the same question to you, John. Listen, I know you're a massive Pochettino fan, like we all. We can't you know, speak volumes of how much he has transformed the club, moved us on. But do you think Johnny has to take a shoulder of some of the blame for not changing things a bit earlier? You know, loyalty is admirable, but when something isn't working, John, surely you need to react faster and hold your hands up as well. I think it's a, it was a game of stick or twist, wasn't it, last night? I mm. think, you know what I mean? We've seen it before. The, the problem is, we're, we're now, especially our front four, you know what I mean? Who were pretty much guaranteed to start at the minute, being Kane, Son, Delhi, and Ericsson. Yeah. You're not, you, when, when, it, when it's a nil-nil or it's, it's tight, you're not going to take any of them four off. And you've got to think, you've got to play, you've got to be sensible. Do you overload it? Do you, go, do you leave yourself slightly vulnerable? You know, if you if you take off a defensive player and put on a more attack-minded player, but 
like I say, like I said, I think I would have gone, you know, um, one defensive midfielder on their own in there and maybe started with Lamella as well. Kind of like the what well, a personnel that we saw against Swansea. Because that that is exactly exactly what works. There was no pressure on the, on Spurs defensively really against Swansea. You don't you need to all... though, John, do you? There, that's like you've just said. You don't no. really need two. You don't need a Dyer and Sissoko. You just need one of them for me plus an attacking option. Because it looks already to fans when you set up with a team like that, it does. It already looks like you're sitting with two defensive mids, doesn't it? In a way. Yeah, it does. I think what it does is it means when the opposition see the team sheet. Mm. It probably makes them think, right, this might be a little bit easier yeah, than with us talking. Of course, I agree. I think the, the problem is, do you want to... I, I know sometimes as, as a football manager, you have to upset players. But I think the thing is, he's so... He's, as we've said before, he's loyal to his players he's, and he's quite stubborn sometimes, Poch. And would he want to... You know, maybe upset's the wrong word, but if you're talking about taking off someone at half-time who's not played badly... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You upset I can't, John, John, I can't remember he's done that in his management at Tottenham for a long, long time. Can you? I can't think of him doing that because he, he always seems to give the players a chance to reward themselves in the he second does, half yeah. if they haven't had a great first half. Yeah, exactly. I think he's one of these players. He's you know he's all up for giving the players time for redemption, and he's not as maybe cold-hearted as some other managers out there. But ultimately. You know what I mean, they're those cold-hearted managers are generally the more successful ones. Yeah, that, that I think, is a concern. Listen, mm. he's he still like what's he in his seventh season of management? Yeah, he's, he's still he's a learning, baby. He's still, still learning. Yeah, yeah, he's True. still learning. And I think, mm. like I said earlier, if this continues to happen, then it becomes a problem. But yeah. for me, at the moment, it, it, it's it's really not. I think like he's, he's got Dyer and Sissoko playing in there. I think the plan is for one of them to sit. And one of them to to carry the ball forward, which on paper that is what is what the plan would have been probably. Same if you're playing Wanyama and Dembele, it's that same kind of axis where one sits and one's got a bit of a license to to go forward with the ball. I think the only trouble is last night we saw that you know obviously uh, Sissoko didn't have the best of games. I think if that player that that player was probably the most important for me last night, the one who can turn defence into attack and, and carry forward. the ball. Yeah, so true. Yeah, mm. I think. I think if Sissoko had had a better game or Dembele started or whatever, then I'm I'm convinced the result would have been different. For me, that position was the most important last night, and it just it just didn't run for us. Yeah. Ultimately, if, if you if you can't win a game, don't lose it, and we didn't. No, I've got to ask you, Ian, just to bring you in on the Pochettino debate. Let me ask you these questions. And so, Mr. Spurfix says, is Pochettino becoming rather like Redknapp in his slow substitutions? And Carl Wilson says, why is Poch immune from criticism? Now, I made a point, Ian, and I'll ask you the same thing. You know, I think as fans, you know, we're we're like, you know, we're Tottenham fans, we're not stupid. I think we are modest enough to say, look, we can love Pochettino, but still criticise him when he gets things wrong. And I think we have to do that. Do you agree with that, Ian? And can you answer those questions? What do you think of that in terms of slow substitutions and being immune from criticism? Well... Nobody should be immune from criticism mm. you know, because if, if, if that's the case, then you know I might as well you know pack up and, and start doing sort of like some other sort of <laughs> sedentary hobby, which you know which save you a fortune. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> save you a fortune in the long so, run. Well, well, it, it would, but <laughs> I, 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 I'd miss it terribly. Of course, um, mm. um, but you know, going back to the question. And, and, and about substitutions, you know, let, let's 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 think about this, you know, and, and try and apply a little bit of logic to it. 
you know, as we've said, we had 71% of the possession yesterday, 31 shots, 8 on target. Now, you often ch- you can change a game because you're struggling, or you can change a game because you want to try something different. If you are battering the opponents, there is an argument that says this lot can't hold out for much longer. Mm. There, there is that argument, of and, and maybe, and maybe Potts turned around and said and thought to himself, "It's been a tough, tough forty-eight hours. Let's 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 see what, if, if if this this group of players can do it." Now, okay, you could argue that the, the substitutions did come quite late, but we scored our goal once we'd made a lot of those substitutions if memory serves me right so you know that those players coming on and other players going off perhaps provided the space for Sonny to run into because it was the, the only time if, if, if I can recall all games when we'd had space to run into in in at West Ham at the heart of West Ham's defence so yeah maybe you could argue that, that in that situation it did work as for that's for the red nap analogy, I don't get that. You know, I, 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 you know, I was fortunate enough to go to the, the old, you know, Spurs Lodge once, and, and I never felt when I was there that, that I never felt that that red nap was, was was involved. You know, Kevin Bond was involved, mm. Joe Jordan was involved. He was quite an aloof figure, out on on the periphery, as it were. Now, you know, I, I don't get that with pot. No, and, mm. and and I and, and I and I just I just think that you know we're in a situation where you know over the Christmas period we've got what is it ten ten points out of twelve you know and and as, as the guys have said you know if if if, if we beat West Ham two 0 and drew Swansea with one one nobody bats an eyelid you know and, and I was I was frustrated yesterday I was disappointed yesterday. But it's all to do with perspective, and, and I think that you know, to, to, it's, it's right to criticise Potch, but ultimately, in, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that we shouldn't get hung up about. We should, we should, we should have our, our discussion, you know, and then move on from it mm. because you know there, there are too many people. Well, I feel that that uh, these faceless pods that sit on a keyboard or, or a tablet and and and, and type what they think is their own agenda and you know often people like me get accused of you know of, of being you know a bit of a happy clapper I'm not a happy clapper you know you should see me sometimes at some of the games mm-hmm. however you know I think what the, the beauty of, of, of you know yourself John and Jason is that we try and talk a little bit of sense and try and apply a bit of logic and common sense to, to, to the situation that, that, we're, that we're discussing at the time yeah, I mean, we're always trying this show to reflect a fair balance across the spectrum. So, you know, people may not want to discuss about Pochettino, you know, maybe you're not applying the right tactics or substitutions too late. We're happy to discuss that, more than happy to discuss that. And like I say, when it is on a night like we've drawn against West Ham, and it's not a night of celebration, you know, it's still two points dropped against the relegation side. John made obviously a great point. We come back late into a game. Of course, you know, you want to take something from it. You want to, if you can't lose, if you can't win it, certainly don't lose it but we haven't got any issue on this podcast discussing a variety of different topics even if they are slightly controversial um, but Jason I have to ask you um, 
is it a case, and we, we've had this discussion before on the pod, that we're just ultimately not good enough at breaking size down at part of the bus. It's becoming more of a viable option now, Jason, for visiting teams who don't feel comfortable trying to outplay Spurs to play that way. Is that going to be a concern for the rest of the season? Like John, I had a quick discussion with him on that earlier. What do you think, Jason, on that point? Don't panic, guys. Jason, I think, is still here. He has just hit mute. Uh, tell you what, Ian, let me ask you that question whilst Jason sorts out his mic. What, what do you think on that point? Do you think that's a, a case where we're going to see more and more teams set up in that way for a viable option of, you know, parking the bus as such because they know they can't outplay Spurs and therefore a point is better than nothing? Okay, we seem to have another day here. Uh, chaps, are we still here? <laughs> I am. John, you're still here. Okay, well, listen. Yeah, I'm, 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 Ian, let's get your thoughts I'm on that. Whilst, whilst, John, whilst Jason uh, finds himself, let's ask you, Ian, let's you for a second. What do you make at that point then, in terms of parking the bus? Do you think it's a viable option for visiting teams to carry on playing that way if they feel they're going to be successful there? Yeah, I think, that, I, think that, I think that the answer to that is yes. I said Because you don't have a player that has just broken, you know, a Premier League scoring record. You don't come and play open and expansive football unless you feel that your brand of, of, of open and expansive football is going to be better than ours. You know, and, and I think that, you know, Southampton, you know, when, when they came, they did sort of try to play their way and they got punished for it. Mm. Whereas, whereas the Brightons and, and, and the West Ham's and the Swansea's, you know, that, that they definitely came with a game plan of, of, of parking the bus. And there will be a lot of teams now who will do exactly the same. Yeah. And and you know, and I think that as, as as a fan base, we have to almost almost accept that that is a, a bit of a mark of respect in in how far this group of players has come, because you know the old Tottenham we we said it before would have would have would have lost that game last night. Would have been you know, about about three four five well. About five or six years ago, we, we'd have lost that game two 0 Yeah, and and we and we'd have all been you know devastated, and you know there'd have been you know potch out trending, oh, God. and it's just do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, just, of course. It's, it, it, and, and I and I just think we have to get to the stage where we acknowledge that we, that we have become a very good side. Yeah, uh, I think we would all we would all say that it would be lovely if we could if we could unearth. Um, a slightly better uh, caliber of of player who, who who would provide something different. But as Jason has said before, they don't come around often. So you've either got to pick somebody up on the cheap and develop them, or or you've got to spend big. And 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 I just think that you know, you know, we just got to apply a little bit of patience. We you know we we we, we mentioned this. Uh, for, for some of the games, you know, last year, I think there was a game against Watford last year where, where we had to wait until the sort of like seventy-third minute for something where for Kieran Trippier and not one in. Yeah, and 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 we yeah, mm. we, 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 yeah. we battered them all game, but they parked the bus. And I just think you know the the the, the crowd in 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 Wild Lane for that game showed far more patience and understanding. Than, than 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 perhaps what what we're seeing now, 
Yeah, very true. I thought, let's see if Jason is back. Jason, are you there? Yeah, I am. I completely lost you. Lost all sound and everything there. So no problem at that. all. No problem at all. Some guys might enjoy that. We need Jason on here, though. Jason, let's come. Let's stick with you then. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. So, um, what did you make of Sir Jory and Jan Vertonghen's performance on the night? I thought they were absolute rocks, I suppose, at defence. And it's easy to kind of get carried away in hindsight about what went wrong in terms of not getting the result. But I think it's also important to highlight what was good about the game. And that, for me, like I've just mentioned, Oria and Vertonghen, both of them, really rock solid at defence against West Ham. Well, albeit they didn't have too much to do defence, no, did they? So they weren't often pressure. I think Aurier's biggest contributions were obviously the, the little header across the box to Kane that, that I think a fully fully with it, Harry Kane, obviously he was ill for that period over Christmas and he just looked a little bit sluggish last night. But, and if he gets on the end of that, we go 1-0 up in 15 minutes. It's an entirely different game, isn't it? And, and then obviously Aurier had the big contribution with, with winning the ball back for... But when we eventually scored, but um, you know, it was nice to hear Moyes say he didn't think it was a foul either from that point of view. When when everyone else seemed to want to disallow the goal, but um, no, we've seen a little bit better from Aurier. But I still looked at the the incident where he won the ball from from Manzini, and I still think it's it's still kind of diving in, isn't it? Straight on with with two legs out, and um, mm. I'm certainly not saying he should be sent off or anything like that. But no. you still get that feeling. There's just that. <laughs> that little bit heart in the mouth type of thing every time he goes in for a challenge like that and you think Ooh, you know is he going to do something stupid but uh, we're seeing a better Aurier now than we were earlier on in the season that's for sure Jase on the goals are both of them unstoppable or could they be defended against well probably a case of they get defended against if you go and close the close the bloke who's having the shot down we didn't close um, their, their guy down and, and they didn't really close Sonny down did they but I think there's elements to that. I think Ericsson took a little bit of flack for not getting out to close Obiang down quick enough, but he's occupied with Lanzini trying to trying to get at Aurier. And I think for Noble, he's occupied by Ericsson making the run the outside. And if you, you go too quickly and, and then you slip that path through, that's their problem. But I, I thought, you know, there you go. Hugo took a bit of flack, didn't he, for getting beat. But I think yeah, the, the, the way the hits it and it's right in the top corner... I don't really think there can be too much criticism of Hugo for that. I think they're just two two fantastic goals, really. But if you're going to stop them, you've got to make sure you, you get the tackle in or you certainly try and block someone. But I think, you know, you look at the modern way of, of partner bus defending, if you go back to Sonny's goal, what you're seeing with teams, they don't really try and make tackles around the, in midfield and that. They literally stand five yards off all the time so yeah. that they they block the passing route, they block this, they block that. And they think, if I try and make the tackle... And he does, you know, swivel his hips or whatever. He gets past me, then it leaves a hole. So they don't even try and close down anymore. And that's that's what makes it so hard. I think there was a question we had: Why don't we try and shoot more often from deep? But yeah. let's be fair about it. How many times you see a bloke score from 25, 30 yards? Invariably, you'll be saying, "Let him shoot from there." And one in what? One in thirty might go in. One in forty might go in. It's, it's not that easy, is it? Yeah, no, Kev Green asked that. Why don't we shoot more often? It, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You had 31 shots in that game. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it is crazy. I mean, John, bring it around to you. I am going to bring it around to everyone, this question. I mean, Sissoko, John, he dominated our post-match questions. Goal. We had about 28 questions on Sissoko alone, it felt. Um, John, where do you stand on Sissoko? Because, can I be honest with you, I wouldn't put this on Twitter for the sake of getting absolutely pelted down. But Ali didn't have a great game. Ericsson didn't have a great game, but it just seems Sissoko is the, is the scapegoat of this team. 
And therefore, if things aren't going right, he seems like the easy guy to criticise. I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a great game at all to Soko, but was he any worse than the other couple of guys out there in the midfield? I didn't think so, mate. Mm. I didn't think so. I think, like as oh, you said, yeah. it, it seems to be more of a collective failure recently when, when we don't play so well. Yeah. In, in all the games we've struggled in, you can't say that them that you know the front four have played magnificently well. You can't. In, not in any of them. I think it's just one of them where, you know what I mean, it's... <laughs> Listen, Moose Sissoko will always be, until he leaves Tottenham, this will happen. It doesn't mm. matter what he does. There's no way, John, for him to, to turn this tide, you don't think? No, not, not, with, not with our fan base, mate. Not, not with, well, I say our fan base. Our electronic fan base will never take to him. Mm. That's my feelings. I think the thing is, you can be there and watching him and appreciate the effort that he puts in. But ultimately, you know what I mean? We're, we're about a little bit more than that nowadays. You know what I mean? Effort's a bare minimum. We want to see end product, could... don't we, John? End product as well. Yeah, of thing. course we do. Mm. Of course we do. I think, like I said earlier, he was the key key uh, position for me last night. Being the one in the midfield whose task it is to bring the ball out and to run with it, and he just didn't... I say he didn't get the opportunity to do it enough, really. I think that middle... Well, all over the pitch, it seemed, but just the middle was so congested. Everything was so suppressed in there that he couldn't really express himself. He's not the kind of player that's going to dominate a game from there. You know what I mean? I think the last time he dominated a game from central midfield was when he was playing for Newcastle against Spurs, to be honest with you. You know, it's funny, John. Yeah, I, look at, it's... I look at some of the questions here, John, and I've got to ask you this, because we have um, Shriyas Rayo, who says, surely now we can't afford to keep playing to Soko. The guy offers us absolutely now, going forward and has zero end product. He's trying his best, but it's not good enough, and we've got to sell him soon. You think, John, we've invested £30 million in this guy over, like, you know, we know it's going to be over a a course of, you know, monthly, you know, yearly instalments or whatever. But I can't see Spurs getting rid of him any time soon, John. I, you know, I don't upset some, but I, I don't see it, John. Do you? I don't. I don't. And mm. I think it's... Be- Listen, I've said before, <clears throat> I'm not going to try convincing people that he's a, no, a top-class player. No. But he's a functional player who has his uses. He's one of them players who can... What he does, basically, what he's there for is to give the other players playing in that position a bit of a rest. And unfortunately, when you're playing two games in 48 hours, he's going to have to play some part. Now, maybe you can say he would have been better off starting against Swansea, perhaps, <clears throat> and not against West Ham. But it is what it is. It's been and gone now. And unfortunately for him, it's uh, it's almost his fault again, isn't it? That's that's mm. the trouble. But that's what definitely comes out of these, you know, what you find in terms of the post-match questions, and we're getting more and more of them. <laughs> We all know technically he's not good enough on the ball. He's mm. not going to run at a man and nope. really beat him That's with fair. a bit of skill. Yeah. We all understand that. My only, I only get disappointed when I see people say just what is the use of him being there. And I think, OK, he, he's not a great technical player and all that, but who, did he play in the game in Madrid away? He did, didn't he? Moussa Sissoko, he did. He, he played did. the whole game, yeah. yeah. No one will, no one will tell you that. <laughs> Right, did he play 70 minutes of the Madrid game at home? There you go, yeah, yeah. Did he, did he, did he play 90 minutes in the 3-0 win at Everton? Mm. Did he play 90 minutes in the 3-0 win at Burnley? You know, it, there has been games when he's he's done the role he's been asked to do. I think he played at, at West Ham itself, didn't he, when we won 3-2 there? So, you know, there have been games where his contribution, it may not be technical, it may purely be a, an athletic type of performance, with a bit of energy and that. And I think even at the, the Emirates, he was probably one of our best players at the Emirates. One of the few that only came out with any credit that day. So, you know, I'm not going to defend him. He's never been worth 30 million. Technically, he's awful. 
we, we know his first touch is poor, but there have been times when he has made a contribution. So when somebody says, why, you know, what does he do? He never does a thing. I think that's a little bit harsh. That's all I'd say about but, it. The, so I mean, the, some of the questions we've got here, yeah, no, I mean, gonna, it's just I'm not, crazy, yeah. I'm not going to run. Rush out and buy us his Soko shirt, by the way. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I think he's just a, he's a, he's an ordinary footballer that, that he's the easy one to criticise when everything's going wrong. Yeah. And perhaps one or two of people that's completely blind to winning. You know, it was his ball that set Kane away for Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah. That won't get mentioned you know, too much, Chase, but yeah, this is a, yeah, it's no, true. of course it won't. No. So, mm. you know, he has made the odd contribution here and there at times. That's all I mean. Yeah, I tell you what, Ian, let's bring you in then. Let's have your verdict. It's only fair we ask you about to Soko. I mean, another question here. I've got so many on to Soko. I mean, I'll, I'll try and keep them brief because I could be here all night, to be honest. Um, Flyfig asks us, do you think the only reason Soko is getting game time is to recoup the money we wasted on him? I mean, that's a, that's a bold statement there. I can't see that being the case. Ian, what's your thoughts on to Soko overall? Um, well, so, with to Soko... I can understand the frustration, first and foremost, from from those listeners who who, who, who sat down and, and and sent questions in. I can understand it. You know, there, there, there was. It's not just yesterday. one. We're getting we're getting a lot in, no, no, so no. it's obviously yeah. It's, oh, no, no, no. But yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I totally get that. Mm. You know, I understand the frustration. I think that 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 you know, yesterday, you know, with that with that sort of ball that went. You know, behind Aurier when you know, just just was it on forty minutes? Oh and, God, and, yeah, don't, yeah. And and, and 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 sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd love, I'd, I'd I'd love him to be a bit more direct, you know. He, but then, it, it is the game plan from from Pochettino to keep the football. Do you know what I mean? So, if, if the game plan is to keep the football and keep it moving, and and it, and. Soko feels he can do that with with a with with a six yard sideways pass or a or, or a backwards pass, you know, or, or even you know a very a very short distance pass. Then then that's what we'll do. That's what he'll do, and that's that maybe what he's tried to do. And 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 whilst as, as John has said this before, you know, whilst he's got you know a, you know a spur shirt on, you know you know yes he's not above criticism. But some of the things that, that I've seen and, 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 and I've read, you know, you, you often think that's a bit harsh. You know, the, he's still a Tottenham player. Yeah, he's still a Tottenham player. Yeah, and, and who knows? He might that might be the role that Pochettino's asking him mm. to fulfil. Now, you know, there, there is an argument if, if he'd have been fully fit, would would would, would Harry Winks of of, of Opened up West Ham a little bit more. Would, did did we need the Soko in there? But as Jason said, you know he 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 has been instrumental, whether we like it or not, in in, in a lot of our um, better games this season. And so maybe he deserves his point. You know, maybe he deserves his 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 his, his running team. You know, and then maybe you know it's 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 not just him. That we should be looking at as to why we're not opening teams up. We're not opening teams up because they come and park the bus. And as Jason so succinctly put it, you know there are a lot of other teams who who are supposedly, you know, got better players than us, according to some, <laughs> struggling. 
So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, you know yes, it, I get frustrated, this is so, I'm not saying I don't. But I'm sat there, you know, like, like we all are, in the ground, and, and, and we can often see things that, that you know, we, we would think that a player should make. You know, and I just, I, a pass a player should, should make. But, you know, it's different when you're on the pitch. Course. And, and I just mm. think sometimes it would be great just sometimes if if we get to the stage where as, as a fan base we supported our players because you know you know I think if they picked it up before some of the players they actually hear what is said they can hear the groans they can hear the moans and sometimes you know I always think football is a game that that, that that's won and lost in your heart and in your head before you go out onto the pitch. And sometimes it would be great for us to get behind the team, all the team. Yeah. Not just, not just, not just the, the the chosen one. I agree. I'm into that completely, guys. I'm conscious of time as it is running away with us here. We have still got so much to discuss. We've also got to bring in a Wimbledon preview as well. Jace, can I bring it around to you on the top four as at the moment? I mean, you're looking at it; it's so tight in there. And now you consider the likes that you know we've dropped points at home against, I say, home Wembley against sides outside the top six: Burnley, Swansea. West Brom, West Ham, you look at the away points dropped, you know, again, teams outside the top six, Leicester and Watford. Spurs, who won all of these games last season. I mean, it's going to be very easy to pinpoint, Jace, if we don't make that top four, where we've slipped up so far this season. Yeah, we've got a battle on our hands. And I think over the course of the next, what, four weeks, the Liverpool away game will be a big game because mm. obviously... With them being what three points clear of us, if they beat us that day, that's another six points to claw back on them, and, yeah. and obviously them being in fourth is the easiest one to reach. But we, we we can't afford to keep dropping too many more if we are to get into that top four. We, we simply have to we have to now go on a massive run, don't we? It's, it's as simple as that. And we will probably I look at Arsenal, Man United at home, Liverpool away. We probably got to take we probably got to take. Realistically, you got, to, you look at, got to look at nine points from those three games, haven't you? Because, as you say, we're, we're dropping points in others. So it's going to be tough to get in there, without a doubt. But I'd still, I'm still confident we will do. Yeah, I mean, Jovel will be there to Saint. Foz, all these guys are talking about, you know, the, the Wembley factor and the, and the top four. I mean, John, you're a realist at the same time, I know, being an optimist as well. If I was to ask you, John, to stick your neck out at the moment in the term of this top four race, are you still... Do you think Spurs can still finish in that top four? Or is it going to be extremely a tough ask overall? Yeah, of course, of course we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. There's what sixteen games to go. There's a three-point mm. gap. Yeah, you know what I mean. You look at it from that point of view, then it's not even a question that he's asking at this. Still point. eight games, you know John, to play at Wembley. Still not a concern for you. Yeah, at there all. is. Mm. No, no. Listen, it's it's again. It's one of them. If if we got if we're going to do it. It's got to be, you know, we've not lost there in the league since our first home game. A very valid point. Yeah, in terms of domestic, you're right. Yeah, first home game, yeah. Yeah, mm. what was that? Uh, 20th of August, something like that? Yeah. You know I mean, it's a mm. while ago now. Yeah. I, think we need to, I think we need to leave that one alone. It's, you know what it is? Our home form this season has mirrored what a normal White Hart Lane season would be like. Let's not forget that. That's a good point, yeah. The season, the season before last, I'll guarantee you our home form weren't too much different to what it is at the moment. <laughs> True. And like we like mm. we said before on this podcast, we, last season we were massively spoilt. You know what I mean? It's just, if we'd have spent 118 years at Wembley and this was our last one, maybe things would be a little bit different. Well, it's funny you say because John West Ham. It it's funny because West Ham have probably the same argument. They're the great in the bowling. They'll probably reflect on what you said there completely if they they heard that. Well, I think I agree. 
and there you go. Mm. And they finished, what was it, seventh in their last season there, and they yeah. have gone down the pan double quick. Mm. So, you know what I mean? We, we haven't we haven't dropped off. I think in terms of points, we're more or less the same as well. So, listen, this season looks bad because Man City are just taking the piss every week. <laughs> and it, and it, and we're so far beyond, off the top, which, listen, the last two seasons, we haven't been. We've been so close. We've been, like, you know, bobbing around second or third for pretty much the whole season, last two seasons. And the fact that we're a couple of positions down on that this season makes it easy just to go, oh, Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. That's what the trouble is. But it's not. It really ain't. Like I say, this is about right for us. We've lost one game at home so far in, what is it, 11 now, in, at home in the league. That's that's decent form at home. It's just them four draws against teams we should beat, which is that little blot on the copy mark, on the <clears throat> Excuse me, little blot on the on on the the record. That's all it is. It's just uh, unfortunate for us that you know Liverpool have got a couple of late wins recently. If they hadn't have got them late wins against Leicester and Burnley, then we're we're a point in front of them and we're fourth. Mm. It's not all about what we do at the minute. We're, we are relying on other teams who have got proper home advantage to drop points. You know what I mean? And for us to, to keep on, but I, I, I still think we'll be all right. I reckon, I still think we'll finish fourth, no doubt. Okay. And Ian, can I just get a couple of words for you on that just before we move on quickly? Do you still think top four is a is a possibility for us? Well, you know my views. You know, it, it, it is easily mathematically possible that we could, uh, and, and and I think that that that's how we should we should, we should always look look at uh, at our targets in 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 in, in a season. Yeah. It's going to be tight, isn't it? It's going to be really, really tight. I mean, there's still, like we said, there a lot, a lot of games to play. Um, more than enough opportunity for Spurs to keep getting the points to push us on. I tell you what, chaps, there was obviously some news you've heard today, being Friday, and that is that Ross Barkley has joined Chelsea. Now, that's sparked an, uh, so dare say, an outrage on social media in terms of, you know, he was Spurs' reportedly long-term target for... Like we said, just a long, long time. You know, we had Lyle Thomas on here recently that also mentioned that Barkley was a key target of Spurs. Depending on who you want to believe, it does seem that Tottenham seem to have decided to take their targets or alternative targets now in mind and left Ross behind as a decision as to maybe why he's joined Chelsea. Jace, thoughts on Ross Barkley? I mean, I think me and you both of us were really, really excited at the prospect of him joining us. And obviously we find out that he won't be joining Spurs, he's joining Chelsea. So... Disappointed on that one, or do you think we can still, in this window, look to improve the squad with different players? Well, he, he certainly plays in a position where I thought we, we needed strength in that central midfield area, and he, he, he could have played as a backup to Ericsson, and he can also play the Dembele role. So I, I think that's the type of player we want. And the fact that he was almost seen to be a, a given in, in most media outlets' ways that he would eventually join Tottenham at some stage. So it feels like a blow for sure. But if if the other reports from from your your Ben Pierce and the Alistair goals and that is true that that Pochettino considered it and decided actually no we've moved on from that then then, then I'm then I'm glad we haven't signed him I I've always liked him as a player but my view on signings is just get Pochettino the players he wants and yeah. I don't care who it is if it, if he doesn't want Maris he doesn't want Maris if he doesn't want Barkley he doesn't want Barkley but I think you know we, we definitely need strengthening in that area if it's not Barkley move on to somebody else. Yeah, John, I've got to ask you, I think both of us in the past, we're advocates of making sure it's who the manager wants. Are you disappointed, John, at all that Bartley isn't coming? And do you still think, in your opinion, we need something in this window, John, to tie us over? I think I think exactly what Jace thinks. 
if if we haven't signed him because you know, we can clearly we clearly could have uh, afforded the transfer fee, and the club are deciding not to do it. Mm. Now time will tell whether that's because there's been another target identified who, who Pochettino wants more. As as it stands today, we don't know that, so I'm not going to start having a go at the, the club or the manager or whatever or the chairman for for not signing him because, as you know, what I mean, as far as we're we're concerned, it's you know he signed for Chelsea, it's dead now. That's that's yeah. game over. Mm. Uh, I, I just think that I'd be disappointed if we come out the other end of this window without any new additions because I do think it's been glaringly obvious still from last summer that we need another player in central midfield. And this is not because so Soko doesn't play as many games. It's because we do <laughs> some genuine quality in there when Dembele's not there. Is there still a lack of pace, John? Do you think? That's my only argument. I, I I don't want to bring him up. It's a it's a Tottenham podcast. But Carl Walker and we had Carl Walker and Danny Rose on the on the left wing back, right wing back. They offered us so much pace in this team, and at times, John, we look paceless. Pardon the pun. I mean, I, <laughs> what I, do you think? I, I think. Well, I think. I think. I honestly think that comes from a lack of quality central midfielders and what I mean by that is we're playing a back four because Dyer's got to play in midfield at the minute Yeah. so if there was a back three then them, then Aurier and Rose or Davies or Trippier or whoever's playing their starting position is 15-20 yards further up the pitch than it would be if we're playing a back four it, it alleviates the problem if you like for me of Sanchez because he was bought as a player to play in the middle of a back three with two centres Arrives either side of him who are more comfortable on the ball than Sanchez is. That's mm. one thing we've seen from him that he's he's quick, he's strong, but he's not necessarily the best with the ball. Whereas Alderweireld and Vertonghen clearly are. Yeah. You know I mean, I said before because they played at fullback before, they're more comfortable with the ball, moving out with the ball. So when that happens, when you've got Alderweireld and Vertonghen bringing the ball out in that sort of inside left and inside right, sort of defensive inside left and inside right, that means. The, the full-backs or the wing-backs, as it were, are, are, like I say, 15, 20, 25 yards further up the pitch already. And then you're talking about, you know what I mean, a bit of an overload going forward. That's why I think as soon as Toby's back, then we go back to a back three. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope that... I think maybe then we'll see Delhi or Ericsson playing in, in the central midfield role, maybe if we don't sign a centre-mid in this window. Can I ask and, you, John, if, if, I to, place behind. if I had to push you, John, sorry to cut you short, if I had to push you for a target, who would be the guy you'd like to see Spurs sign? This window, it's di- it's a difficult one because if you're talking about players we've been linked with recently, I think the one that excited me the most we were linked with last summer was Andre Gomez mm, from Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, just because I like I love La Liga. I watch a fair bit of Spanish football, and I, and I like, although he's not had the best of times at Barcelona, they're definitely a player there. But it's it's a difficult one. I mean, like you, I, I was envisaging Ross Barkley wearing a lily white number yeah. eight shirt. <laughs> And I think because of that, because I did envisage that happening for so long, I've not really thought about it to be honest. No, with you. very true. Mm. But there's players in there's players in the Premier League who are who are who are really like I'm a massive Adam Lallana fan, and I'm a bit I'm a bit maybe say disappointed that he, he never happened two three years ago whenever it was when he was thinking of us. But off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you, mate. But as long as whoever whoever the next one is through the door is one that Pochettino actually wants, then then I'll be happy. Whoever it is. Okay, Ian, let's get your thoughts before we move on to Wimbledon. That's, can we just say, this is not to overcast any sort of Sonny's goal. We, I know Jace briefly touched upon it. Wonderful, wonderful goal from Sonny. Love the celebration. I feel bad we haven't really discussed that much. John, really quickly on Sonny's goal. What a cracker. And that celebration of the match, John. I have to ask you on this. Yeah, it, it was superb. It was it was one of them goals, I think, born completely out of annoyance. The mm. way he hit that ball, you, when he receives the ball, yeah. 
Oh, none of us are going. He's going to ping this. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact that he did, and oh, to see it going and uh, to, to give it to the West Ham fans was lovely. I think you know we all heard what they were singing to him. Yeah. You know they were showing their class as usual. Mm. And uh, it was nice for him, you know, for him to be able to to hush him a bit and uh, yeah, a goal like that. Well, wow, shut him up, didn't it? Well, it was an absolutely stunning strike. And it's important, I'm sorry, guys, you don't have the time to cover it in more depth because it was an absolutely phenomenal goal. Ian, let's bring you in then to January. Um, Barkley not happening. Thoughts on that, Ian? And do you think the club do need to do something in this January window? If, if Pochettino feels that they should, then I'm sure it will happen. And, you know, from, from, a, from a, a Ross Barkley point of view... Um, He's somebody else's player now. So, yeah. you know, he's old news. Um, would he have strengthened Spurs? He may have done. But he would have taken, you know, and Jason has said this so succinctly before, it would have taken him six months to get <laughs> to get fully potch fit. So, you know, we, you know that's, that's 15 million quid, allegedly, that, 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 you've, in, that, you've, that you've spent on someone. Plus whatever, what you know, whatever he's going to be paid a week. It's, it's a lot of money to sort of like put up front for somebody that's not going to give you any return until the twenty eighteen nineteen season, is it? Yeah. So you know, so when it comes to it, you know, I, I think that you know, I, I would hope that Poch had his targets. He's, he's flagged them up to to, to 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 Daniel Levy and and the negotiating team within Tottenham. And they'll go out and, 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 and get the players that, that will fit not only Potch's style of play, but as he, but as he said before, that they that that, that will that will dovetail seamlessly into the the the, 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 the environment that, that, that Potch has created. So agree. You know, yeah. I'm 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 totally now ambivalent, you know, to to, 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 to this whole Ross Bartley thing, you know, and I think that um, him and Chelsea are welcome to one another. Yeah, what I will say on this podcast is you, we will try and keep you safe for this transfer window. I have to say, I've known Jace, John and Ian now for a long, long time. We all know each other. We aren't going to lose our heads at all, are we, Jace? We're going to keep things nice level-headed. There's no chance at all of us going absolutely ballistic if nothing comes off. No, it isn't, because I've always said, just get the players the manager wants. Yeah. I don't care whether I like a player or not. It's not up to me. It's... It's, you've got to fit in with the style of play that the manager wants. If he, to my mind, if he wants to go and say, right, I'll take over Jack Wilshere, I don't care that it's Jack Wilshere. I think if that's the player he wants, let him go and get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'd ever want to see him in a Spurs shirt, but if that's, or it's Walter or whatever, or it's Giroud, I don't care. If the manager wants it, that's the one I try and get. And it's the manager that's got to pick the players. And if, if you force players on him he doesn't want, they won't play. Simple yeah. as that. Well, how many times, Jace, do you see the manager walk out because, in like, in theory, we've seen it under so many managers in the past that we haven't always given them the kind of reign to pick who they want. And in the end, Jace, ultimately, they end up walking out, don't they? That's the that's the honest truth. Well, they end up getting a sack, one of the two, because it's not their players that they're being asked to play. No, of course it is. And we get into this, you know, I think we said it a few weeks ago, we get into this thing of this player's not good enough for us, that mm. player's. Jesse Lingard's a prime, I think I used Jesse Lingard's a prime example. He's good enough to be playing for Man United week in, week out at the moment and contributing. But he's a type of player that if Tottenham put a bid in for him, it'd be, a, it'd be, it'd be chaos on Twitter, wouldn't it? Why would we buy a player like that? <laughs> so, if the play, But if that's the type of player a manager wants, let him go and get the player. That's, that's how I look at it. 
because the manager's the one who's going to be judged on the results and he's the one who's got to pick the team. Yeah. Well, I say, chaps, we'll try and keep you all, as we will, same throughout this transfer window, guys. So stick with us. We'll obviously be bringing you news as we get it in terms of any Tottenham transfers, if there is any. Fingers crossed there are. Let's move it on, guys, to Wimbledon. Really, really conscious of time. Five minutes or so here. We'll try and cram this in. Let's start with you, John Wimbledon. This is thanks to you, actually, John. These stats: twenty-first in League One, won seven out of twenty-five, knocked out our kids in the checker trade. What kind of game are we going to expect, John? And what changes do you envisage to the squad against Wimbledon for Sunday? Well, I think it's going to be a bit of a, it's going to be a battle. You know, what I mean, they're going mm. to they'll come and they'll make it physical because they've got no choice really. They don't they're not if they go toe to toe, they're going to get spanked. So I would hope that. It's, it'll obviously be a much changed team just purely because we've had these two games in, you know so so close to each other recently. But I would hope that we don't, you know, what I mean, we don't undercook this one because <laughs> we can't be going out the FA Cup third round of Wimbledon. And you no, know, it's that before don't. I just don't want it happen again. Yeah, I it's, think uh, with all I'm, FA Cup, John, so important isn't it to us this season? <laughs> like it is every season, though. I say. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the thing is, like last year, we, we got away of it, didn't we? The Wickham game was absolutely mental. Oh, and then yeah. we, we strengthened it up a bit when we played uh, Villa, Fulham and Millwall and won all of those comfortably. So, it, I, I, you know what I mean? You'd expect <clears throat> Walker-Peters to play, Vaughan to play, Foyth to play, Lorente, players like that. But I hope that it's it's uh, there's a sprinkling of first-team players in there. Maybe uh, Delhi stays in or Son stays in. Hopefully Wanyama gets the game. But it's, it's just it's all about winning, and it? it's it's the cup. It'd be nice yeah. to, you know, as someone asked the question at the the fans forum that Jason was at, you know, use Wembley's at Wembley as home advantage in this FA Cup run. You know what I mean? Ultimately, the final was going to be on our home patch. We would have played there twenty odd times this season. By the time that comes around in all competitions, let's try and make it, you know, like feel like that, and hopefully the. the our name will, will finally be on the FA Cup this year. Oh, fingers crossed, John, from your mouth to God's ears. Let's bring Ian in here. Ian, thoughts on this one for Sunday? It's an important game for us, at the FA Cup. You know, a lot of people keep labelling top, you know, you know, it might be finished second the last couple of years, but, you know, what have you done, you know, what have you seen for it in terms of trophies? There hasn't been any. So how critical is this, Ian, for you, in your mind, the FA Cup? Well, the, the FA Cup, in my mind, is, 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 is a special competition. It always has been, and it always will be for me because you know I've grown up with 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 a certain amount of of, of FA Cup glory, and you know I enjoyed I enjoyed that feeling of 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 of, of being a supporter when you know we we we'd won it in you know in in those you know in the eighties and nineties, and, and and it's just I want to see it again. You know I want to I want you know the the, the newer. Um, the, the the newer range of, of, of supporters to, to be able to experience the the, the joy of winning a competition mm. and, and, and 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 I hope that um, that you know that, that that we don't sort of like take it lightly again. You know, there has been a, there has been times where we've taken some of the cup competitions quite lightly and, and we've gone out of them you know pretty damn quickly. You know, I look at the. At the, the league, you know, the league cup or the, whatever it is, the Carabao Cup. You know, we, we could have progressed in that. You know, we could have easily progressed in that. And I want us to progress in the FA Cup and, you know, t- taking AFC Wimbledon, you know, treating them with anything but a little bit of respect. We'll, we'll end up if we don't, we'll, get, we'll end up getting uh, we're getting bitten. And, mm. You know, and again, I don't want I don't want us to, to have 
any, any sort of sort of um, highlights in in the press. You know, I want I want the the, the game on on Sunday just 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 to come and go, and it'd be a right of passage for the next round. Agreed. Well, Ian, let's get your prediction then ahead of Sunday. What are you going to go for? I think it'll be tough for about the first 70 minutes. I then hope that, that Wickham then tie, uh, sorry, Wimbledon then tie, and then um, we, 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 we run out comfortably 3-0 winners. 3-0 winners. John, I'm trying to get your prediction. What are you going to go for, John? Well, I'm taking my youngest son, Charlie, he's five, to his first game on oh, Sunday. So any win, that's nice. yeah. I want him to have uh, some good memories of, of this weekend. So uh, as long as we win, and uh, he gets a glimpse of Deli Ali. He'll be happy, and so will I. Oh, so uh, I'm going to say I'll go three nil. Lovely. A shout out to Charlie. I hope he enjoys it. And let's bring you in, Jace. Finally, then last one on Spurs. Over to you tonight, Jace. Tell us what you think about the game going into it, and also your prediction, please. Honestly, no idea, mate. No idea. <laughs> it's a just, team move, no you idea. Exactly. Mm. It's so hard. It's hard to know what Wimbledon will do. When they're in relegation problems, it's hard to know what Tottenham will do. Yep. Because we've had those two games, I'd be astonished if Ali and Ericsson and that start those types of games. They didn't start the Wickham game last year, I don't think those two. Whether Lorente will, whether they'll use Kazi Sterling as a starter or Bennett or someone like that and come in. But we've got to be careful. We definitely want to go through. So hopefully there's a, a mix. Lamella will get another 90 minutes. Wanyama, I presume is a chance to get him a start, Maybe things like that. So as long as there's a little bit of strength. Mm, but, you know, Jan Vertonghen, yeah, Vertonghen probably needs a rest, doesn't he? Let's mm. be fair, Jan's been uh, going through things, as well, a lot of games as well. So you, you just don't know what type of team, what type of, presumably it's going to be about, what, 30,000 in a 90,000 stadium. It'll be like that that Barnsley game that he and I went to earlier in the year that just felt soulless. No doubt you'll still get 20,000 of those 30,000. Still think they've got to leave 15 minutes before the end to get a train and things. So, <laughs> I've got honestly, no idea what, what the score will be. I, I can see Tottenham winning, but it wouldn't surprise me if we wouldn't end up winning it as well. Oh, really difficult. Don't. And we will have a meltdown, really Jace. Don't. <laughs> right, we'll be then, that's for sure. Oh, dear. We'll be oh. then. Guys, we are going to be back on Monday night. So this, we'll have a show for you guys on Tuesday. Hopefully talking about Spurs progressing in the FA Cup. All i going to say is, John, thank you for joining us. I hope you, your son enjoys this one on Sunday. That's fine, mate. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks for having me. Don't be silly. Pleasure as always. Hopefully he's enjoying his, his first Tottenham win at Wembley. Fingers crossed. Ian, thank you as always. We're going to have you back on soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure to, uh, to be invited back on, Rick. And... Uh... Looking forward to um, to Sunday. Yeah, well, fingers crossed you'll be coming back in on the show. We're still in the FA Cup. Fingers crossed. And Jace, thank you very much as always for uh, coming on the show and joining us. No problem, mate. Let's hope we're back to winning away Sunday, and and then on the next pod we can be looking forward to Everton coming with Allardyce and Park in the bus for the next game. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, guys, like I said, we are going to be back on Tuesday for you. Hope we're discussing the Tottenham in the FA Cup. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.